All right. Ooh. Ooh, you hear Before that? the copyright gods get us out of here. I got the black Tims. Yeah, you black do. Tims what do you got to get you? Hat? Black Tims, black hoodie. He doesn't know. I was. You missed people. You missed what I was telling the Gons and uh, DG, how I used to roll into the club 30 deep. They don't know about this stuff. 30 deep, DC. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That was some New York stuff. In the New York, yeah. There we know, go. That was Staten Island. Staten Island's too real. Too real. No, too real. I was in Queens. Too real. All right, what's up, everybody? Today on Seeking Wisdom, DC and I are going to talk about getting in the mud and doing the work, aka carrying the water. Mm-hmm. Plus, I want oh, to do carrying the water 3.0. Carrying the water 3.0. That's a hot name. Plus, okay. I want to do a recap from Traffic and Conversion Summit. I want to talk about something that we're doing next week. I want my favorite DC quote of the week, and I want to revisit one of the most classic business books of all time. We're getting a little tighter on this show. I was going to say. People, if you're a sub, which you should be because G2 is desperate for the subs. Yeah. And he needs them for life. They're love and life. He needs love. love. This is the first. This is episode 148. 148. I want you to write this down. This is the first time in 147 episodes where I have had notes in my hand. It's fact. It's fact. But look. I haven't read them, though. Let's not stray from what the show is. Okay. I don't expect you to prep. My job is to prepare. Mission accomplished. And then you're the talent. My job is to get stuff out of you. All right. Let's uh, do this. That's what this is. So let's talk about this email that you sent to the team the other night. And we'll talk about your newsletter and and how to get there and and, and all that Drift.com slash DC. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. Is that a good URL? That's a good URL. Drift.com slash DC. It's simple. SEO people don't like those URLs, but I like those URLs a lot. It's for people in the know. It's for humans. It's for humans. Exactly. So let's talk about getting in the mud. You said, you sent an email to the team. By the way, double-sided. I print double-sided because I'm long on the environment. Okay. Annie's planet. Annie's Um, planet. He said, let's talk about getting in the mud. One of the things keeping me up at night is that we, as we appear to be defaulting to management by data metrics process only. Okay. I love data, but it's like driving a car using only the rear view mirror. It tells you what happened, not what is going to happen. This tendency is also referred to as managing by proxy. Woo! So I love this one so much because this is like, it's the ultimate both. Right, it's the ultimate example of both. Because if you've been listening to the show, or you know, maybe you're at Drift and you get these emails, and you've been talking a lot about systems mm-hmm. and data mm-hmm. and measuring yep. and process, and so I'm sure. Did you get people respond to this? Did people respond to these emails? The, or people this were- they respond to the emails. I'll have you know. But what I will also have you know is this email right yes. here that we're talking about here was the most responded to email ever as people's favorites. Really? Uh-huh. You didn't know that. So we got to double click. How would I know that? It mm-hmm. goes to your mm-hmm. inbox. Mm-hmm. And what did they say? Good email, DC? They said this, a lot of people were fired up. They said this one was the most practical for them. They knew how to apply this one. And they kind of echoed some of the same worries and making sure that we stay focused on what matters. So, okay, you have this quote from Howard Schultz, success will only come to those willing to get their hands dirty. And that goes back to a lot of things that you have. So last night I was at Harvard Business School. (coughs) Excuse me. There's a mug on my desk, actually. Okay. Third time I've been there in a month and a half. I didn't go there, though. Oh, really? You weren't allowed to. And I always show this tweet. So I've given the same presentation now four years. I make it better every time. But I always show this. Are you a guest lecturer? I'm a guest lecturer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm a guest lecturer. Okay. A guest lecturer in in a hoodie. And... I always show this tweet from you Mm -hmm. that talks about, it's like a tweet from like 2016 and it's talking about, you know, doing the things that don't scale and Mm hand-to-hand combat Mm -hmm. and doing all the one, you know, hand-to-hand, like we always been saying that since the beginning, hand-to-hand. And I always say, look, I think everybody at startups knows you go to a business school class or you go to any class, anything about management. And you say, how many of you have read Paul Graham's essay about things that don't scale, right? Everybody raises their hand. Everyone. 
but nobody actually does it. No. So what do you mean at this stage of our company, 300-ish people at Drift? Like what is getting in the mud? Give me an example, right? Okay. I'll of give getting in the mud. But before I do, DG has some talents. And one of his some. hidden hidden talents that people don't know about is that he is a historian. He keeps track of everyone, everything. So I salute him because I say so many things that I forget, but he has them all written down yeah. in history. Let me tell you something else. I have them all Yeah, because I'm long on Drift. <laughs> but there's this little hack with DC where like, if he says something and you remember it, and then you bring it up like a couple weeks later, he'll be like, man, that's a good idea. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's well, because that was your idea. Yeah, yeah. Never tell me that. Though. So I'll say like 75% of, of <laughs> the success that I've had at Drift is because I spit back your own ideas and to you. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. I never thought of that. That's great. But let's get an example of here of getting in the mud. Okay. So the reason I think this is important as companies scale. So it has a little bit to do with what stage we're in, but probably applies to everyone who's listening to this. They get to a point, let's say, at the companies that they're working with or working at, and where people start to get comfortable measuring, not wanting to get their hands dirty anymore, i.e. getting in the mud, as Howard Schultz said. And what they want to do is what we call here, and Bezos calls as well, the managing through proxy. So an example would be, instead of going and talking to the customer and dealing with the pain that the customer may inflict on you because you're not doing X, Y, or Z right, instead, it's better to manage using a Google spreadsheet and to manage on proxy events like, did the salesperson make a phone call today? Did right. they send me an email? Did the CSM send an email? Did they make an attempt? Is the customer onboarded? Yes, no. Because those numbers don't yell back at you, right? And so like you don't get real feedback. Yep. And as you do that, you keep distancing yourself away from what really matters and losing sight and trying to manage, as I say here, using the rear view mirror, which is data. So how do you how do you how do you want somebody to balance that, right? Because you say on one hand, you do need to look at the data, but yes. then on the other hand, you want to get, you know, get in the mud. How do you balance like having the data driven approach, but also like getting your hands dirty? I love, my favorite quote on this comes from Steve Blank. Okay. Godfather of Lean Development. The godfather of customer development. Customer development, development, which led to Lean Startups. Yeah. And read his stuff, Steve Blank, Four Steps to the Epiphany is his famous book. His quote was, the truth is always outside the building. Mm. Right? The real answer, the truth that you seek is never inside the building. It's never in the spreadsheet. It's never in the data. It's always outside of the building. Yeah. And so the best thing you can do, whether you're a tiny little startup or a massive company, whether you're a product person or a marketing person or a salesperson, is to get to the closest to the source of the truth, which is the customer. And if you're in marketing, often in marketing, you think that that's not applicable to you. But DG will tell you that's the best gems that oh. you find and the real bonds that you build back to hand-to-hand -hand combat are always out in the market with your market, with your customers, your fans, the people out there. We, so much. I learned this lesson over and over and over mm -hmm. again, and you've helped me learn it. But like so much of like, I don't know, a homepage headline, a podcast topic, an idea for your video comes from what we call, this is not a scientific name, but another play for our playbook is we call it their words. Yes, their right? words. And we always say use their words. Their words meaning not what somebody inside of Drift who's mm -hmm. thinking about Drift 24-7 as a marketer is mm -hmm. thinking about, but somebody off the street who's thinking about drift maybe one out of every three days yep. how do they explain our product mm -hmm. that line of mm -hmm. copies so, yeah. so gold the other thing though is 
shout out to Steve Blank for that. I think V1 was get outside of the building. Mm -hmm. But I actually think that in 2019, there's so many ways that you can get outside of the building without actually having to do it. Yeah, for sure. Right? You can read comments on Amazon. You can read, you know, reply to, God forbid you replied to every email that somebody sent your business, mm -hmm. right? Or comments on social media or Quora or Reddit. There's all these places where you can find what people are saying about your company, your industry without ever having to leave the building. Yeah, and that's where the ego is always the enemy because so many people who I talk to who want to write a book, launch a podcast, you know, sell a product, do whatever, especially if they're in consumer, you know, you ask them a simple thing, like, have you read the reviews? Have you read the feedback on other people who have done that? Let's say on Amazon, like you're an example. The answer is almost 100% of the time. I've actually never met anyone who has done it, mm. who have never gone out and started with a research-based approach first and say, what are people saying right now? What are they saying they hate about this black hoodie? What do they say they love about it? If I'm going to build a black hoodie, yeah. then I better go find out what people love and hate about this thing first by getting that secondhand research and then going out and talking to customers myself and getting that firsthand and, research. Okay. If there's an exec on your exec team here mm -hmm. at Drift mm -hmm. as CEO, if somebody presents to you data but then they also have an insight based on three conversations they had with customers over lunch. Mm -hmm. Does that add a layer of like, you know, does that add a different layer to that problem that they're presenting to you? Definitely. For me, I've always found like in that example, the insights from the customers, even though they're statistically not significant, right? Yeah. Let's three in that example, are always way more telling, way more actionable, and way more important to the business than whatever they can show me in the data. Yes. Right. Every single time, it never fails. But we never want to do it because it's uncomfortable, because like I said, spreadsheets don't question you. You can make up your own stories that you want based on the data that you're looking at, which is a thing I think many people discount, which they think like data is the truth, but it's not the truth. It's because I can tell you any story with any sure. data. And we spin so, it, right? I've yeah. been there. I've been behind. Yeah. You, you're behind on a number. I'm going to spin this day story into <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, that, this is what it means. Yeah, this and, is what it means. Yeah. And so All right. you should read Freakonomics. You should see some of the stuff in there. And those are good examples. You so, can spin anything. There's a lot of good stuff in here, including a lesson from DC from Jeff Bezos. Go subscribe to the newsletter, drift.com slash DC to get it. But before we move on from mm -hmm. this topic, mm -hmm. how are you? You're doing something new, I've noticed. You're getting in the mud. You're getting back deep in the mud every Friday. Tell me about what you're doing. So every Friday, what I'm doing, I had to think there for a second. As you're I like, what am I? Which is a bad <laughs> question. I can't ask you that. Yeah, you're doing a customer so lunch. Things. Tell me yeah, about yeah. the lunch. I do the, I'm back in hand-to-hand -hand combat, <sighs> and I have customer lunches happening every week, usually on a Friday. Yeah. And so you happen in you different one, cities. You sent either video or audio. You sent audio from last week. You had one. It was yeah. like... It was amazing. And so from you know having lunch with, in this case, three to five customers at once was more telling. I learned more in that interaction than I had looking at all the data, having all the internal conversations that I'd had for that week, maybe even that month in one conversation. So I'm doing those every week and I'm making that part of my weekly playbook where I have to spend at least one lunch out with customers and I'm doing that uh, different cities as I travel. What did you learn? You don't have to share specifically, but did you learn something that like we were talking about internally that then you talk to customers outside and validate it without data? I actually learned some of that for sure, but more so I learned for what was really happening from the customer's mm. viewpoint. That doesn't show up. That doesn't show up and that we couldn't explain just by simply looking at the data. So there were some questions that we had internally in different groups that we were unsure what to make of the data. And we had tried different approaches at trying to fix it, trying to correct, it, correct what we were seeing in the data. And we didn't see any impact on that. But by having even one lunch with three customers, I knew what the root cause was. Mm. 
in their words. So good. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to tweet at dcancel, okay? Tweet at DC and tell him how you got in the mud this mm-hmm. week, okay? Mm-hmm. Hashtag get in the mud. Let's see. I want to know how you've done something that doesn't scale, how you've gotten outside of the building, how you've gotten back in the mud. What else did I want to talk to you about? Okay, we had a little travel last week. Oh, yeah. He's traveling like crazy. Oh, I'm dead. I'm He's dead. Good. Next week, so I was in San Diego last week. Yep. Lovely place. Mm-hmm. I stayed in a company-friendly hotel. Okay. We're going to have to change that policy. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like, uh, it, it was tough. It was tough? It was tough. Okay. It was tough to be away. You know, yeah. you always say like, oh, isn't it nice? You don't have to wake up early, have a kid. I'm like, not in this hotel. <laughs> <laughs> in a different hotel, yeah. yeah. In a different yeah, hotel. So I text, where, where I stay is okay? Yeah, where you stay is fine. I texted Jim. I said, you better change this travel <laughs> policy. And G's been in some of those hotels with me. Oh, yeah. So I was in San Diego. <laughs> Did you have to sleep in the bathtub? I didn't sleep that? in the bathtub, okay, okay. but so but it was, it was this old hotel. Back in the day, the neighborhoods, <laughs> when you would live in a crime-ridden neighborhood, like South Central or, yeah. or New York, you knew you were in a bad neighborhood where people would sleep in the bathtub because that would deflect <laughs> the bullets in case the bullets came in. That's, so okay. you didn't have to sleep in the it bathtub. It wasn't that so bad, this no. Is, this no, and okay. there was like a smoothie place next door. Oh, it was okay. totally fine. Uh, <laughs> so Smoothie. the hotel was like it was like a shared room like you walk into this like entrance and like and whoever I was staying next to was like in and out all night it was just a disaster anyway went to traffic and conversion summit shout out to our friends at digital marketer what you would s- I have done in that situation I would have left I've been in this situation with you you pull out your phone you go to hotel tonight you, yeah, <laughs> you find left. a better hotel <laughs> and you go there I was like I'm hungry I'm tired okay. I'm not paying for this I want to go to sleep <laughs> so San Diego was amazing I did something new which was Tried to sell books on stage for the first time. How did that go? It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And I learned so much. There's so many things that I got to make better. Yep. But I tried to actually sell something at the end of the presentation. The response was awesome. It was really cool to just like get that feedback directly. But I learned a lesson as a marketer, which is like, I think so many times as marketing people, like the goal of marketing is to help the sales team sell sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But I think marketers don't often sell. And so I had to feel the pressure of like, I'm going to get out there. I'm going to make this offer. Mm-hmm. And then holy shit, nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So if I can't sell it, if I can't sell it, how is our sales team going to sell it? Not going to happen. So we did that. That was a lot of fun. And then I'm going back to San Diego, Sunday night. We've got to go. We're going to go see our friends at Outreach. Uh-huh. Uh, Gon's going to be there doing a bunch of it's videos. beautiful, San Diego, lovely Mexican food, yeah. good weather. And Look then, outside. San Diego sounds good to me. So if you're going to be at Outreach Unleash, mm-hmm. hit me up. Okay. We're doing something different. DC is in my head about do fun things at events, right? Do not do a badge okay. scanner booth make sure if you happen to be in san diego for this event make sure i will only say this bring a camera bring a camera bring a camera when you see dg there's going to be some some interesting things bring a camera we can talk about it we're doing two workouts we're doing a workout each morning of the event it's going to be amazing and then from there we're going to demand base abm summit in san francisco sure well, we so. have some other plays going on at, in we San Diego. Have, oh, oh, okay, yeah, don't oh, tell them about that, that picture. Don't tell them about oh, that. Oh my God, I almost forgot. Oh, uh, you almost forgot. I want to talk about it so bad. I won't, I won't, I won't. Hold on. I won't. All right, so see my homies. They're going to be in San Diego yeah. and San Francisco. Yeah. But I want to talk to you about something that I see right here. What? Sometimes I worry and I often say, I think we give too much. There's too much giving Do happening we? on this for this show. Okay. And uh, here's an example. Yes. Maggie. Yes. The Truth Crowley. Maggie has the best podcast. Yeah, she has the best podcast on the network. We're renaming the Seeking Wisdom Network to the Hypergrowth Podcast Network. 
Seeking Wisdom is Just One Show. So on the Hypergrowth Network, yes. she has the best show. And let me give you a little example here. Episode 17, she had a conversation with Kathy Pearl from Google. You oh. may have heard of Google. Yes. On conversation design. Episode 18, she had a one of my favorite episodes on measuring product market fit. So it's especially relevant to people who have startups or thinking about starting a startup with my homie, yes. the founder and CEO of Superhuman, Raul. He also started... What was his last company? Uh, Reportive. Forgot. Reportive. I was an investor in both. I'm sorry, Roel, I forgot the name. DC's got uh, your back. Great product. Great product. And then lastly, episode 19, amazing I saw, this was the I saw the most tweets about this episode. This, this episode had yeah. the most. With our homie, Matt Kaplan, who used to run product at LogMeIn. Cool. And now he runs product at Acquia. And he did a whole thing on how product managers could use storytelling. What Love did it. you think of that one? I didn't listen to it. Oh, boy. I haven't listened to it. Okay. I saw the tweets. Yeah, uh, it's amazing. Maggie's awesome at what she does. And I'm pumped about growing the network. The epiphany was, this is not the Seeking Wisdom podcast network. Yep. It is the Hypergrowth podcast network. Yep. Because it goes beyond the show, into events, into everything we do. I know you don't read my notes, so I'm not going to let you gloss over this before. We got about five minutes left. I caught you rereading Crossing the Chasm. Oh, that's too much to tell the Can people. you talk about that? So I'm back to reread the greats. I actually don't so. care. I don't care which book you're rereading. I want to talk about, like, I catch you rereading books all the time, and I think it's super interesting. So you don't have yeah. to talk about why you're rereading the book, but yeah. talk about that habit and how it oh, works. It's, uh, so, yeah, I often go back to... And this is one of the reading hacks, tricks, whatever you want to call it, or habits. Let's call it a habit because that's better. A habits that I lean into, which is to often go revisit the greats. So the books that I've had been super meaningful. And by the way, I have a new podcast coming out. Yes. First guest is my heard, homie, Corey Thomas. What did he say? It both and? And. and. Yeah, yeah. Oy. So he's the CEO of Rapid7, <laughs> public company. And one of the questions that I'm asking all of my guests is this question. Which book have you reread the most? Ooh, good one. Right? And yeah. so back to you, this topic. He gave me a great answer. But what's interesting is you have to go back to the books that have had the most meaning to you and have stood the test of time. Because as you switch your context, as you grow, as you hit new situations, as you're in new areas in your life, you're going to pull different lessons out of those books. And so I'm revisiting for probably the sixth time, Crossing the Chasm. Love it. If you haven't read that, that's MBA 101 right there virtual MBA 101. And it's about the basically the stages that all products go through in the adoption curve on the market of going from people who are like early adopters all the way to the late majority. And I'm pulling an entirely new set of lessons out of here, given the stage that I'm in right now and that we're in together yeah. at Drift. I love that lesson because this is actually why I've shifted back probably in the last year to buy only physical books. Mm -hmm. If it's the classics, if yep. it's a classic business book like that, I only buy physical books. I just caught myself, literally, I did this lesson last week. One of the great books you put me on last year or two years ago was Jim Rohn's Seven Strategies mm. for Wealth and Happiness. Jeez. I was feeling like I was drowning in my schedule and I had too many things to do. And, That's and the he, book to pick up. he has a great section about time management. Yep. And so for the last two weeks, I don't know if you know this, but mm -hmm. your boy been has fire. been on fire. On fire. And the, what I've been doing is I've literally, in this notebook that I have, which Annie now decorated. Uh, uh, you this know, looks nice. Yeah, it looks pretty. nice. The night before, I literally write down the time of the day that I'm going to get those things done. So now I can basically Does take- that explains it? Everybody here, attention. Yeah. Attention, everyone needs to get a copy of this book. No, so- Because so, the, the homie over here, the young nephew, I don't give him compliments much. That's fine. So you know. It's fine. Uh, he's been on 
fire. Last so, two so weeks. like, I thought so you were taking performance enhancing. Drugs. I am taking some. I'm taking Athletic Greens. Oh, okay, that maybe must you be heard it. of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so like this morning, I wrote like workout five thirty, post outreach promo at seven thirty, add YouTube video at nine o'clock, do the afterburner copy this doc at nine thirty, do the podcast layout from ten to twelve, and have lunch, get a coffee, and then the rest of my day is doing seeking wisdom and two three interviews. So listen to that. I've gotten all that stuff done. I tuned out everything else, and that's been a game changer. But that yeah. was because I went back and revisited the Jim Rohn, the book. Jim Rohn book, who uh. said that if you don't manage your time, somebody else is going to manage it for you. Yeah. And that's been a huge thing the last two weeks. One thing that you made me think about when you said you were buying the physical copies of the books. Yes. One error that I see people make, which I used to make, is that they get so caught up on if there's a great book like the Jim Rohn book, like which format, and I get this question all the time, which format should I get it in? What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What How do you, do you learn? What do you mean? Here's what I do. When I have a great book like Good to Great, I have a physical copy. Totally. I have a Kindle copy. Today I bought, I was coming into work today and I had only my iPad with me. So I bought Good to Great, the iBooks edition because it works well on the iPad. I probably have five copies of that book right now. Great. No problem. No sweat. Because Can you pick up right where you left off? And there's an awesome feature on the Kindle where if you're listening to it, it syncs where yeah. you were. Oh, I have the audio version too. So maybe I have six copies of it. And it's My what? Point it's what? Here, 11 bucks? 12 yeah, bucks? Yeah, 11 bucks. My point here is don't waste the precious cognitive load glycogen in so your true. head. You only have so much each day. Do not waste it worrying about $10, okay? Because that same person is at the bar on a Friday night buying six Bud Lights. Six Bud Lights, no problem. Ripping them, right? ripping them, no problem. Buying one for the team. Don't waste your time and again. energy on $10. Please don't waste my time and energy asking me which version you should get. All right, All we, right. Got, we got to wrap. Send okay, us out wrap. of here. DC Newsletter. Uh, DG's new show, Woo! The Swipe File, Woo! The Marketing Swipe File. Coming out this Friday. Yeah. Subscribe now. Yeah, don't worry. I'm going to um, promote the hell out of it. Don't worry. Please, please leave. What we want to do is we want to have it have six-star ratings even before it launches. That sounds so good. leave some six-star ratings on there. Good. But you know what to do. This is the world's first and only six-star rated podcast in the entire universe. Sick. Known universe. Not only on the planet Earth. The entire universe. There's only one six-star podcast that is this. Please help us launch into a new atmosphere, new level. Leave some six-star ratings. iTunes is about to get hip to this. So let's uh, let's lean into this. See ya. See ya. Thank you.